Not today, Junior. <laughs> Again, friends, thank you for joining with us today. If you have a smartphone or a tablet, you can go ahead and pull that out because we do have a live event. Who in here utilizes Uversion? Great. That is an excellent, excellent tool. And if you don't utilize it, please download it right now. Go to the Play Store or the App Store. Could you put that, uh, that little uh, graphic up? Oh, you did it like a million times? And it's not working. We have grace for you, Faith. It's all good, sweetie. Try one more time. Nope. All right. <laughs> There's like a million people over there helping her out. <laughs> it's all good. So if you have a live event, if you have your smartphone or tablet open, you'll see the sold-out graphic will be on the top. And so you'll know you're in the right place. You can follow right along there as we're starting today. Our new sermon series called Sold Out. Say this with me. Say sold out. Sold out. So what does that word mean? If you look that up, uh, there's actually a definition of what that, that term actually means. And the word sold out, what that means is completely committed, devoted, invested, and engaged to a cause. So think about someone like, Martin Luther King, who was devoted, engaged, you know, he was fully committed to his cause. You know, think about even, think about uh, LeBron James, and he would be sold out to his profession. I mean, this guy is probably, you know, practiced eight to ten hours a day. That's a person that is sold out. So to have no reserves about decisions you're, you're about to make, to be willing to go anywhere, do anything, give up everything, in order to achieve your goal by any means necessary. Say sold out. So for example, friends, Jesus was sold out to his mission of the cross. Correct? The disciples were sold out to their mission of spreading the gospel. Any means necessary. And 11 of them gave their lives. They tried to kill John. They couldn't kill him, and so they banished him. Sold out. Say sold out. So, friends, also, we need to be sold out to the mission of the gospel. We need to be sold out to the mission of the gospel. Friends, the church is the agency in which God wants to use, in which God he chose and actually ordained to use to be a representation of him, to invoke change and to give hope. Say, give hope. We need to be sold out on this thing called church. You know, there's a lot of different people they have when you hear the word church and they've got already a preconceived idea on what that looks like. They hear the word church. Well, I don't go to church. I love God, but I have a hard time with church. Have you ever heard that before? See, because, but this is the thing, friends. Church is not the four walls of a building. We're having church and we don't have a beautiful, you know, mausoleum-looking church, right? Our South Toledo campus is actually an old Masonic temple. <laughs> We're meeting in an event center because it's not about the four walls. Friends, church is the body of believers. We are the church. Say, I am the church. And the many members, we are. We're the body of believers. We are the church. So, friends, we're a local body of believers, and we have a mission. Say, I have a mission. You know you have a mission? You have a mission. We as a church, we have a mission. If you've ever 
went on our website, or if you've ever heard this before, maybe, you, maybe you've seen the little logo in uh, on, on our, our video. Our mission is to share our faith in Christ by giving hope to others that they may have love for God. Simply put, what that means is we say faith in Christ, hope to others, love for God. And you can find all three of those attributes in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, where it says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. You guys are Bible scholars. So number one, friends, we're going to talk about sharing our faith in Christ. Uh-oh. Sharing our faith in Christ. It's going to get quiet up in here. That's okay. We have a mission to share our faith. Say again. Say, I have a mission. We have a mission to go make disciples of all nations. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. If you got your Bibles, you can turn there. If you got it pulled up on your smartphone, you can scroll up, or you can just go ahead and look on our screen behind me. I'm going to read a few verses here. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority, say all authority, all authority, in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So he gave a mission to his, to his disciples. He's given a, a mission to us to go make disciples. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 through 15 says this. It says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? It's amazing in our day and age in America. Do you know that there are people that still have never heard the name of Jesus? We have been uh, ministering in South Toledo for nearly two decades and, uh, and there was a lady in our, our church, and she was doing some door-to-door ministry. And she asked a, a, a child, uh, have you heard of the name Jesus? And this child said, I haven't. Wow. Wow. In America? Yeah. See, because we haven't been on mission. Kind of lost it a little bit, but that's okay. So we're talking about sharing our faith. How can they go unless someone's preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. So the Lord wants us to speak. We have a mission. Friends, people are lost and without true hope. They're dying without Christ. It is the mandate of every believer to share our faith. It is a mandate of every believer that we would share our faith. The problem is, is that how many of us believe that, that, that we are called to share our faith? So the problem is, is, is actually the, the church in abroad has lost that concept. They just did research. Uh, Barna, you guys ever hear Barna? Barna just did research. They did research back in 1993, and 89% of Christians, 89%, uh, believed that they were called to share their faith, and it is their responsibility to do, to do so. 89%. They just did they just did another poll last year, 19 2018. So 25, I don't know how we no, longer than that, right? Isn't about 25 years. Yeah, it's right on. Well, sometimes my math is like 25 years later they did a poll 
They believe it's their mission to share their faith. 64% of Christians. So that means there there are 46% of the church that aren't sharing their faith. And we're wondering why, why we're, we're, you know, there's people that don't know Jesus. Friends, we have a responsibility. The, The moment you say, I do to Christ, you've been given a mandate to be a representation of Jesus. And I get it. I get it. You know, some people are shy. I'm shy. Some people, you know, like, I don't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. I still sometimes don't know what to say. But if we can just take the opportunities that are in front of us, I guarantee you that there are people that, that you work with. Man, they need Jesus. They need hope. What you have, they need. There are people all around us. If we could just, we need to have what we need to do is we need to have a mindset that says my my, my mission is to share my faith. And, it, and you don't have to be all preachy and, and crazy. They, the Barner Research Group, uh, when they did this, the 64% believe that they believe that the best evangelism is done out of relationship. You, you build a relationship with somebody. You get to know them, and then out of that, you share your faith with them. Because what is that old school saying? People don't know how much, they don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. I think that's pretty legit, don't you think? Almost half of the church is not on mission. We're not doing our job. Friends, in the book of Acts, they were, they, uh, they were being persecuted, and they prayed. They said, Lord, we need your spirit. We need help to preach the gospel. And the Bible says that they were filled with boldness. They were filled with the spirit, and the Lord uh, enabled them to preach with boldness. Has anyone here ever prayed for boldness? Lord, fill me with boldness. Fill me with courage, right? Fill me with courage. Let me be active in my faith. Let me share what you've done in my life. Friends, for vision to grow, we got to go. <laughs> we got to go out there and do this thing together. We got to share our faith. That's why it's, 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 it's number one in our mission is to share our faith by bringing hope to others. Number two, Giving hope to others. Say, giving hope to others. Jesus gave, so also we give. We give hope by doing all different kinds of things. You can give hope to somebody by praying for them, by speaking words of encouragement to them, prophesying over them, doing outreaches, connecting with the community, you know, doing all different types of things where you're actually connecting with people. Friends in South Toledo, uh, my wife and I have had the privilege of, of overseeing that ministry for over 12 years. And so some of the ways that we give hope to others uh, is one of the ways we do that is by Vision Kitchen. And if you've, never, if you've never been down to Vision Kitchen, we serve Monday, Wednesday, and Friday hot meals uh, to our community. I think we served like over 16,000 meals last, last year. There was over 4,000 volunteers that came through the door to help serve from churches and, 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 uh, and businesses and stuff all across. I mean, we had Starbucks coming and serving and people from the university. I mean, just all kinds of people. They come, they serve our our community because it's it's our church is right there in an impoverished area. It's just one way that we show hope to others. Another way we do that is by block parties. How many of you guys uh, came and helped serve at the the block party at South Toledo last year? So we I think we said we averaged you know those about a thousand uh, people that came through there and we give a gospel presentation and we give out all kinds of things just trying to love on people and just trying to give hope to others. Say hope to others. We do holiday outreaches and so we had the. The, the privilege and opportunity of, of uh, the, uh, this is, uh, we, we were blessed to give away a 1,000 coats. We did that through the community. We did that as a church. We, us, 
Even though, even though you might not be physically there, we're, we're one church. So everything that's happening in South Toledo is because of this, too. You see what I'm saying? So you get to participate in this. Uh, food boxes. I mean, there's, I mean, there's so much food that comes through that building. It's crazy. Um, all kinds of stuff. Street evangelism, door-to-door, and all that other stuff. Well, here in Waterville, we did some, we did some, some hope to others. One of the things that we did was we, we, uh, we volunteered to help out, but then we ended up running our Red, White, and Boom, where we had, you know, we estimated there was four or 5,000 people that came through there, and we just loved on people and had a good time. We did that for the last two years on July 4th. Thank you for all of you guys who sacrificed your 4th of July to serve this community and to serve Anthony Wayne because it was a great time. We uh, set up our Roche de Boo at their their thing. I don't even know how to say it. We set up a booth at Roche de Boo. <laughs> Is that how you say it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to even say that word. Yeah, and just, you know, we had opportunities, you know, to, to, to love on people and, and, and uh, share our faith with people and share with what we're doing. Um, we've done, you know, we've done some door-to-door stuff. Uh, we've done some different things. And, and uh, one of the things that, that we have just created, and I forgot to put that up there, is, uh, is we just created invite cards again. Because I, I think that there's just something that's so easy and simple for you to have an invite card. And maybe your waitress, uh, you know, you can just tell she's having a hard time. And you just say, hey, you know, uh, I just see you're really having a hard time. I know, you know, God... He really helps me out when I'm going through some, some things. Do you go to church anywhere? And she's probably going to say no. And you're like, here, here's a little invite card. Uh, but I want to say this. I'm going to say this. If you ever invite your waitress to church and give her an invite card, you better give her a good tip. Seriously, don't be, that, don't be that cheap Christian that doesn't tip and say, here's your tip, invite card. No. I'm telling you, actually, what I do when I feel like, like, like it's, uh, it's meant for us to, to like share our faith with our waitress or, or to, to do an invite, I do one of two things. I like make sure like the tip is like mega big or what I do is I, I we make the tip amount the amount of the bill. I mean that like you want to blow your waitress away, you have a $50 bill and you give her a $50 tip. She'll sit down there and talk with you for 10 minutes. You know, there's opportunities for us to be able to do that. You know, I'm just thinking of just some, there's some creative ways I believe the Lord wants us as a body of believers to be able to, to reach out to Waterville. One of the things that, that I saw happen, it was last year, and I thought, man, that would be awesome. We should do that. Is maybe, we'll, like, we'll have our invite cards. We'll go up to Bigby, and then maybe for an hour, we'll just pay for people's coffee and just say, hey, want to be a blessing to you, you know? Do you go to church anywhere? If they go to church, oh, great, you know? God bless you. Keep going. But I guarantee you there'll be a lot of people in this community who say, oh, well, You buy their coffee, they'll be they'll be open and honest. You might start, street, you know, having some conversations. I believe, you know, when we did our door to door stuff, I know we had somebody that says, you know, this, you know, this community people, man, we were praying for people, doing door to door. Had a lady c- crying. I mean, your daughter was with us. And we're praying for her. She just lost her mom. She's out there cutting her grass. She's got to pray for her and love on her. People are hurting, man. They need hope. People need hope, and we've got it. Say, I've got it. I've got the right stuff, babe. <laughs> You've got the goods. <laughs> You've got it. You've got Jesus in you. <laughs> My wife just called me full-fledged boy band. Thank you very much for that, lovely. <laughs> I believe that uh, on the horizon, especially coming up here on this year, that we're going to do some random acts of kindness because that's what we need to do. Just just to reach into our community. I love doing that stuff. It's like it's so much fun. I just, you know, just get out there and just love on some people. And, you know, and, it, and it's cool. Invite cards, if you don't know what to say, it's just like, here, <laughs> you know, you can you can do it. So, 
We're going to do some stuff like that. Because, friends, this is the thing. We need to be intentional in loving others. We need to be intentional in loving others. And so this year, like I said, we've, we've, we've found our niche in South Toledo. We're, we're not even two years old here as, as a uh, community here in Waterville. We're still trying to find our niche. But we're exploring that thing, and we're going to do some more stuff. And so we, I know we, uh, at the beginning of, no, at the end of the last year, I know we did like some prayer walking and some different things and stuff. So, so the Lord has called us to give hope to others. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 talks about this. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God wants people to overflow with hope. Psalms 119, verse uh, 114 says, you are my refuge and my shield. I put my hope in your word. Amen. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth in the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Living hope. Amen? Amen. It's a living hope. He is our living hope. And then finally, friends, number three, that they may have love for God. We want to see people fully in love with Jesus. Our goal is for people to connect with God and experience how good and how awesome our God is. Amen? That people would connect with him. That they would have an encounter with him. Relationship with him. Desire to serve him and love love on people. Romans chapter 2 verse 4. See, the thing is, is, see, people are beating people over the head with the Bible for them to repent. Repent, ye sinner. But the scripture says this. The scripture says God's goodness leads people to repentance. Second Cor- or Romans chapter 2, verse 4 says this. It says, the goodness of God leads you to repentance. It doesn't say the wrath of God. I mean, if the wrath of God is on you, I don't, I, you're probably it's too late. <laughs> too late for the repentance. When the wrath of God happens, it's all bad. But God's goodness leads people to repentance. When you realize how amazing God is and that he's always been there and that he loves you and that he has a plan and purpose for you, out of that, you want to serve and love him back. Amen? Come on. We desire to to see this. You know, we we display his, his love through worship services you know, giving people opportunity to connect with God. We want people to experience the love of God in worship and in fellowship. We want people to, to be able to come in and, and, and experience the presence of the Lord in an atmosphere where we're joined together in worship, and then also with our relationships with, with one another. And that's, that they can say, man, I really feel the love of God because, man, I feel loved in this place. Amen? Come on, somebody. Mm. And so we're making opportunity again to connect outside of Sunday mornings or small groups or connect groups. Um, you know, we've done some different things. We're like, after church, you know, hey, hey we're going to go together down to, uh, what's that place called? Uh, Chowders. And sometimes, I mean, we've we've done some different things where I think one time the, uh, the Thomases even opened up their house like right afterwards and we destroyed their house. And so we've done some different things like that. Just trying to just like, hey, let's build community and love on each other. Right? That's what the body is for. It's right. We are called to do life together. Do you know that? It's not just, hey, let's high five on Sunday morning and then go about our business. The body of Christ was called to do life together. The Bible says that they, they in uh, the book of Acts, that they broke bread daily. 
It says daily they gathered together, they prayed, and they broke bread together, and they studied the apostles' teaching daily. That means they did life with each other, right? They, they went through hardships together. They went through amazing times together. That's, what, that's why the, the body of Christ is considered or supposed to be a family. We're not an organization. It's not like a job. It's not like you clock in and clock out. But we probably have kind of turned it into this thing. We've, we've made it this, this huge mirage of I'm going to go in and I'm going to clock in my time and then I'm going to clock out my time. When God never intended for, for church, for, for fellowship to be like that, he intended for it to be fluid and, man, have people over and, and, and hang out and watch a game or, or, or play a game or, or whatever it is and just doing life together. Amen? Because about three people says, yep, and the rest of you all like, I need my second cup of coffee. To go and make disciples is so that people will have a deep love for God and a deep love for people. We want people to experience the love of God. We have a mission to accomplish. Say, I'm on mission. How many of us know, friends, Jesus is coming back? Well, check this out, friends. Jesus is coming back. Satan is destroying lives. People are dying in their sin, and Jesus has given us authority to do something about it. I believe that we, as a church, are called to be ready when he comes back. I believe that, that G, the Bible says Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. So where the enemy has set up workplaces of destruction, that we can pray and we can believe by faith that those, that those strongholds can be broken down. And so like in the Anthony Wayne area where, where heroin is, is running rampant and destroying lives, and we're just praying and we're like, God, we thank you for breaking in the name of Jesus strongholds of addiction and breaking uh, uh, adultery and breaking divorce and separation and all those different things. John F. Kennedy said this back in his speech in 1961, and he attributed it to Edmund Burke. And this is what he says, The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. For evil to run rampant in this community, we just got to sit back and let it happen. But not on my watch. The Lord didn't save me radically for me to sit back and watch the enemy run rampant on people and destroying lives. Uh-uh. I believe the Lord has called us to do something. That's why we're here. We're here to, to be that beacon of hope, to be that beacon of light, to be, to be that light shining in the darkness. Amen. Thank you. I'm aiming myself for that because that was good. Thank you, Jesus. Friends, my pastor used to say this before he passed away. He used to say this. He said, I want to make it hard to go to hell from Toledo, Ohio. What if we said we want to make it hard to go to hell from Waterville? We want to make it hard to go to hell in the Anthony Wayne area. We want to we we be just such an expression of Jesus that people would, would, it would be hard for them to do the wrong thing. It would be hard for them to go in the opposite direction. That's quite a vision. What if we made it hard to go to hell in Waterville? What if the church really was ready for Jesus when he came back? What if people actually walked in their God-given authority and broke the strongholds of the enemy through prayer and 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 living it out loud? What if we preach the gospel and, and believed what the word says and we can lay hands on people and they'll be healed? What if what if we actually stood our ground and what if we actually caused hell from being populated? 
What if we actually knew who we were in Christ and the authority that he's given us to break off the yoke and break every lie and deception and worldliness and selfishness off of our lives for us to be the sons and daughters he created us to be? What if? What if we shared our faith, giving hope uh, to others that they may have love for God? What if? Friends, let's do it and find out. Let's do it. Let's be on mission. Let's live our life with purpose. Let's live our life as representations of the gospel. I believe the Lord wants us to be his representation here on this earth. And if his assignment was finished, then you'd be with him. But his assignment isn't finished. His assignment's not finished with me. His assignment is not finished with you. And his assignment is not finished for his church. Would you stand to your feet with me? I'm going to pray together. You know what I think the greatest, I, I believe the greatest thing that keeps us, his body, from sharing our faith or, or, or sharing the gospel or living our life out loud is that one ugly little thing, and it's called fear. I believe there are so many people that, that man, that they allow fear to keep them from, from, from being who God has called them to be. That's why I love that song that we sang earlier. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in his love. Why? Because perfect love casts out all fear. And the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I think of incredible people that, that, that are sold out to causes. Some people are sold out to the cause of becoming millionaires, and they do it. Some people are sold out to, to becoming professional athletes, and God, and we thank you for those. And God, and some uh, uh, God are, are sold out to, to wickedness and, 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 uh, and, and all kinds of, of, of sinful actions. But, Lord, you have called us to be sold out to the mission of sharing the gospel. You've called us to be sold out for the mission of making disciples. And, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for this amazing opportunity that you're putting before us. And, Father, I ask that we would be men and women that would not allow fear or any other kind of, of lie of the enemy to keep us, God, from stepping forward into, God, that which you have called us unto, God. So in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would break off fear in this room. I pray that fear would have to flee from our lives in every capacity. God, I thank you that, God, even as, as we were, maybe we're even thinking right now, maybe there's one person in our life that we know they need hope. They need that encouragement. They need that word that, God, that, 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 that could just help maybe shift them in, into the direction that you're calling them and drawing them unto you. So, God, would you, God, would you fill our, our lives with courage? If that's you in, in this room, would you just say, God, would you fill me with courage? God, would you fill me with boldness? God, would you fill me with your spirit, God, that God, that I might speak, that I might share, God, that I might love people. God, I pray that my life would be, God, a life that, that, that 
uh, reflects you and that loves people unconditionally. Help me to be the best representation of Jesus Christ that you've called me to be. And if you're in this place and you know that there's some areas, man, that you've really been struggling with, right where you're standing, would you just take that place and and turn that into just kind of an altar before the Lord, like where you're with him and he's with you. and, And if there's some things that you need to just confess before him, if there's some areas that you know that you've been falling short of, or man, the enemy has really just been just kind of lying to you about, would you just take a moment and, do, and would you just kind of put that before the Lord? We're going to give a few moments for you to just bring some things into alignment. Yeah, I just really sense that there's some people that are struggling in, in here. Father, would you just break discouragement in the name of Jesus? God, would you break anxiety in the name of Jesus? I just break anxiety in the name of Jesus. You just sense like, man, just you just get anxious. Enemies just kind of plucking at that area in your life. I just speak peace in the name of Jesus over over anxiety. I speak encouragement over those, God, that are dealing with discouragement and depression right now in Jesus' name. I feel like there's somebody in here that is in need of um, just some wisdom for decision. So, God, I just thank you, God. I thank you that, uh, Lord, would you just give wisdom, uh, God, in, in a decision process. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I just sense there's somebody in here that's just kind of like, I don't know, I want to do this, I got to write this. They're just kind of like not knowing what to do. The Lord says he, <laughs> um, many are the pa- uh, paths, uh, but the Lord determines the steps. So God, would you determine the steps in that situation right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Who's been having a... Uh, Back problems. Anybody here? Who's been, their back's been hurting. Somebody in here? Back? Yeah, you? Yeah. Can we, can, uh, can we put our, can we lay our hands on Kristen? If you're, if you're just standing by her. Bible says in James chapter 5, it says that if any among you are sick, come to the elders of the church. And it's so easy. The prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. It's his word. We're standing on your word right now over Kristen right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, would you bring healing to her back right now? Because your word says, God, that by your stripes we are healed. So in the name of Jesus, we speak healing to her back. God, would you just bring alignment, God, to every ligament, tendon, joint, God, every disc. God, we, God if it's bulging or, 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 or got pinched nerves or any of these things, we just speak alignment over her back right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healing. 
knee problems. I'd heard back and knees. Who has who's who's whose knees have been hurting in here? Somebody's knees hurting. We got knees right over here, knees back here. And and Vic Vicky who's in the back. Can we and, and her back too? So <laughs> she needs a she needs a makeover. Yes, Lord. Let's get her. Can um can we have some people uh surround uh Lisa and also uh Betsy in the back. She she raised her hand for knee problems. She just felt like Yes, Lord. We'll have to get Vicky uh, when she's out of kids' church. Father, we just thank you, God, that, Lord, God, you are a healer. God, you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. You deliver, you set free. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you again. We touch and agree by faith that you would release healing and release, God, freedom, God, from the pain of achy knees in the name of Jesus. God, would you just bring healing right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, if there's cartilage that needs to be recreated, God, or whatever, however you do it, I don't know. You just do your thing. We're believing by faith. We're standing out in agreement. We're offering our prayer in faith. And, God, we know that you are the healer. So we thank you for touching knees right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, Lord. Now, Lord Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's about it. I just feel like the Lord's saying for those who desire more of his presence that that he's there and he wants to fill you. And so if that's you today, I know it's me. Would you just raise your hands before the Lord? I want to just pray for you. If that's you, if you've just been in this place where you're like, I just need more of his presence in my life. Maybe you've been going through some things or maybe you just want to grow closer, whatever it is. Father God, I just thank you for those who have their hands up, Lord God, just in a sign of surrender, a sign of saying, God, we need you more. Lord, I pray that you would fill them with more of your presence. God, that you would begin to speak to them, that they would hear your voice in a clear way, Lord God, that you would give them dreams and visions again, Lord God, where there's been darkness, where there's been bleak, where there's been maybe discouragement, depression. God, I thank you for lifting that, that you are the lifter of our head. God, that you are the encourager of our soul. God, that you uh, are the one who takes us from the miry pit and put us our feet on the solid ground, the rock. God, I just speak encouragement over your people. God, I thank you, Lord God, as they're raising their hands saying they want more of your presence. God, when they pray, Lord God, your word says when we draw near to you, you draw near to us. And so, God, as they come closer to you, God, I thank you for coming closer to them. God, I thank you for um, showing them that you do hear their prayers and that you do answer their prayers and that you do see their pain and that there is purpose in their pain. And, God, that you do work together for the good of those who love you and called according to your purpose. Lord Jesus. And God, I pray, Lord God, even now, Lord God, this week that you would that you would open doors for them. 
God, that you would um, give them opportunities, Lord God, that their faith would be increased in Jesus' name. God, that you would give them divine appointments to speak with others, Lord Jesus, about your goodness. God, in their prayer time, that you would drop scriptures that would be that rhema word, that on time, right now word that would speak to their situation, Lord. God, that you would work in their marriages and in, in their children and in their extended families, Lord, in such a way that they would know, wow, God, I ask for more of you and here you are. And God, I just thank you for filling this church with your faith, Lord God, that we would find ways to share your gospel in this community, this community that sometimes seems closed off, that sometimes seems like they already have it together. But God, we know that every single person that is born needs you, Jesus. So Lord, show us ways to reach into the community. Show us ways to partner with what the Holy Spirit is already doing, that we could join you at your work, Father. We love you, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.